0: today's podcast, where we'll be talking all things upgrading. Today, I've got with me Brendan Doyle, our commercial lead. I've got Cara Hay, our upgrading engagement manager, and Cherie O'Melia, who heads up our engagement management team. So, welcome, everybody. Hi, Beth. What would you, Brendan, what would you say makes TMP's approach to upgrading unique?
1: I think we've, in the last number of years, upgrades with NAV and Business Central have become that um, they've been kind of challenging for for some people, and what we've done is we've invested a lot of resources in becoming the best we can on steering people through the 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 I suppose the minefield of decisions that they they need to make with regard to upgrades. So that experience has given us um, a lot of ability to to develop tools to to facilitate upgrades. But the strength is in our experience on upgrades and the the results of our delivery. Mm -hmm.
0: And Brendan, what's your experience with TMP?
1: So my experience with TMP, I suppose I'm relatively recent to to TMP, approaching two years now. Uh, But I have, I suppose I work on a lot of different projects, not just upgrades. So I work on, on new business, helping people. To, to understand what benefits they can get from, from Business Central, which is actually very relevant in, in upgrades because there are lots and lots of new features. If you're on an older version of Nav or even an earlier version of Business Central, there's huge benefits you can get by just getting to the latest version because there's constantly new features. So that's one of my, I suppose, things that I, that I really like doing is trying to figure out what those benefits are and applying them to a, to a to a business or business functionality.
0: So Cara what do you think makes TMP's approach to upgrading
2: more unique than with other partners? I think one of the, the my favourite parts of my role that I think is slightly different to what other people do from a I guess from a traditional upgrades is we're not pushing anyone to do an upgrade. If People can stay where they are and we're more than happy to support them. Actually what we'd rather do is that if you're going to spend money on doing a big project, we want it to make sure that you're getting the best return for your money. We want it to be on a situation uh, the way it's going to add most value to your everyday life. Some people come to me and they're talking about upgrading and we're looking at the numbers and we're looking at how much it's going to cost you to get to the latest version. And what are the benefits of really getting you there? And sometimes I say to people, actually it makes more sense for you to utilise this money that you've got in your budget to go and do a, a warehouse handheld project, to go and look at doing an integration with your e- e-commerce. Sometimes it makes more sense to utilise that money to, to for the real business benefit and the priority for now and looking at upgrading in the future rather than trying to push an upgrade now because A partner has told you that that's the right thing to do and the only option that you have and i think tmp's approach is that we we will support every version and that's something that makes my job a little bit easier it means i can give an honest advice on what you should do um rather than having to say you must upgrade because that's the only answer um because there's there's many different ways of solutions that we can pitch forward but it needs to be the right one and i think that's something that is a bit unique in the way that tmp discusses
1: upgrades it's it, it definitely makes makes it easier as Kara said the, the the bit though that we do wh- when we're go, going to the reasons of why it might not be you know the best option for you to upgrade right now we, we do keep on the table a discussion around wh- when might be a good time and to have to keep that discussion open so that the business can plan for when they will upgrade because uh, you know, if, if you're on a, an old version of NAV in, in particular, you, you do need to think of the next steps and when those steps might be coming. So it might not be this year, it might not even be next year, but that means that that in three years' time, there are things you can do now in, in preparation for, for that three years, you know, that, that plan to upgrade. So, so a business, in, in, in simple terms, we would say, you should always be planning to upgrade and planning to get to Evergreen.
0: Nice. And Cara, what about yourself?
2: What's your experience with TMP? I came into TMP two years ago when the upgrade team started, really, um, alongside Cherie. And I kind of dive straight headfirst into all things Business Central and and how how we can support customers to upgrade. I come from an end user background, so not necessarily from the, the world of being in a partner. Um, but I'm I'm very familiar with the system because I spent five years in a manufacturing environment using it on the day to day. So I have that I guess special uniqueness where I can talk to a customer and understand the pain points from that side, not necessarily just the partner side. So I've I've spent two years kind of understanding and helping the team improve the way that we do upgrades Uh, because it's a learning curve there's the system is throwing new things at us every month every six months uh, the major releases so we're constantly having to adapt at what's the best thing that we can do to support customers so i've been helping the team with that over the last couple of years
0: do you think your end user background changes the conversations that you have with customers do you think
2: it does a little bit it gives me an understanding of um some of the pain points in the in the real world with let's talk about it that way so um my favorite is whenever we're talking about a warehouse i think some people sometimes forget that in a warehouse there's a lot of there's moving vehicles uh there's people and uh there's, it, it can be a death trap to some if you do things wrong so i think sometimes considering the system as the as the main process is kind of maybe a bit of a naive way of looking at it and remembering that there's there's people moving vehicles around moving stock helmets that need to be worn because you need to drop things on your head so having that real world example i think um helps make that conversation a bit different mm, definitely and sheree
0: you're probably what in the top 10 employees from the beginning of tmp you must have been one of the first
3: I, hope, um, uh, I think my my accolade is uh, uh, employee number 25 but yes i've been here 11 years um i've worn many different hats in terms of really from the account management uh, nav, doctor, lots of different sort of, um, you know, account management, customer relation type um, roles. But in uh, 2019 is when I, and I set up the upgrade team or created the concept of the upgrade team, if you like. Uh, TMP had always been um, not anti-upgrade before that, but we certainly didn't uh, you know, push customers to upgrade. It was more of a case of customer to upgrade uh, from NAV to another a later version of NAV, we were really happy to talk to them about it. Um, but really, the benefits of going from NAV 2013 to NAV 2017 weren't that vast because the functionality and the technology hadn't really improved too greatly between those versions to kind of really give the customer return investment. So, we want to be very careful about having those conversations with customers um, to make sure that they were getting the best out of it. It was sometimes quite difficult conversations to have. So. But Business Central came along and the conversation completely changed. And we really wanted to make sure the customers were much more informed about the benefits of what an upgrade could uh, could do for the customer and what an upgrade may or may not look like and having very open honest conversations with customers about should you upgrade and if you do upgrade uh, what does that look like and from there you know the team kind of built and built and built through the expertise of doing upgrades for years and years uh, but really trying to make sure that we specialize the conversations with customers from you know all the way from those initial conversations to all the way to kind of going live with the project and the project delivery and Cherie, what was the
0: was there an actual trigger for you when the upgrade team was created? What was the sort of trigger for that to happen?
3: I think it really happened organically as Business Central got stronger and stronger. The first couple of releases of, of Business Central were a bit a bit, a bit janky. Um, and uh, we were sort of, you know, waiting on the sidelines carefully as it sort of evolved. And I think it got to a point where we're like, actually, this is something, you know, really great. And we need to start talking to customers about it. And customers would, you know, come to us and start asking us about Business Central when we're still trying to make up our mind exactly how we position this and whether SaaS was the right optional on-prem was the right option Um, so it kind of really happened organically but it just happened so that we had a couple of really good customer upgrades um, and we thought you know what these processes are, are getting slightly locked down now and we need to have a team that understand the changes every six months every month sometimes that by learning how to do these upgrades that we were sort of reacting to that and we're able to kind of understand those and move forward with the process covid had a massive impact as well on customers talking to us about upgrading um so yes cyber security is a is is a is a massive issue at the moment but also efficiency Uh, we had a a lot of customers who had staff on furlough and we had the senior management team doing all of the processes and what they realized was wow is this what our poor users have to, to you know to 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 put up with every day. Um, and that really triggered that, you know, how do we make the business more efficient coming out of COVID? So I think, you know, the, the two buzzwords definitely at the moment for me is security and efficiency. How do we utilize the system better? And oftentimes we can do a lot with NAV, we can make them more efficient, but sometimes oftentimes actually looking at business central and the automation and integration with power platform is really making that a completely different conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. And Brendan, in terms of your day to day now do you find that with business central as strong as it is now do you find that more companies and customers are considering upgrading than ever before or is it
1: yeah i think it- they, they they definitely are um that you know I, things have changed for for our businesses you know previously from a from a, a i suppose a financial and a business investments perspective and Cara would kill me if I didn't say this that I'm a chartered accountant. <laughs> but um from, from, from a finance perspective, you know, businesses used to look at, oh, we'll buy the software and we need to get a return on an investment. So we need that to last three or five years. Now, now Business Central is, is a service. It's software as a service. It removes your infrastructure costs. So it, it's it's moved to an OpEx. And what what I think is is happening is businesses are saying that they need to be on the current version. There are all sorts of cyber risks now that having legacy or older software that there are huge business risks. So now from a the, you know the focus has been on a on a financial investment previously, but now it's on a on a, a business risk perspective. And actually, your your ERP system is crucial to your business continuity
2: yeah alongside the security side of things it's important now for a lot of businesses uh, especially if you're cyber essentials to be in a, a supported version from the the author and we're in a world now where as of january of this year all of the nav versions have come to the end of mainstream support there are some some that are still in extended support because they have a 10-year life cycle for the for the nav products um and it will will Talk about a little bit more how that's changed the story of upgrading when it comes to business central but that that's a trigger point for a lot of people they're realizing they've come to a, at the end of their life cycle with their current product um they want to make sure that they're more secure but they're also trying to understand how do we not get really far behind again because a lot of the customers we're talking to are, are on systems from 2009 and when we're talking about upgrading there it's a different conversation than maybe it was before because a lot of people were having regular smaller updates and their processes will kind of change with it whereas now people have been on a system for a long time haven't really done any changes it's the end of the life cycle and they think actually maybe we don't need to just upgrade maybe we need to look at something like a clean start Um, and from a from a change of features point of view it's it's kind of if you're on those older versions it's It's a a no brainer for a lot of them because the upgrade path is so long. um, That's kind of how a lot of the customers start talking about how do we get onto Business Central? and, And that's kind of what we do in the upgrade teams to talk about how we can support them do that.
3: So, I mean, from our perspective with with TMP, we've always said we will support any version of NAV, and that is still the case. We will support any version of NAV. We've got customers, I think, of the
2: 1.4,
3: I think, is our customer from the early 90s. Um, they're the ones that we're still supporting. But, you know, Wakara says, that security risk, the cyber essentials, you know, being compliant, that's really driving the customer's conversations quite a lot. It's definitely, I, I've, we've, I found in the last sort of year, year and a half, that's um, made a big difference.
1: just i I think one of the things um, that that carrie you you mentioned about the the, some of the new features i think it's really important for us to state the the fantastic job that microsoft have done in in not just developing a, a new business central product which retains all the best parts of nav in exactly the same way as they are in nav but has fully integrated business central into the full microsoft suite of products so, customers are seeing now what you mean. I can create a sales invoice directly from Outlook. I, I can edit my documents in Word. Like, there's just so many things that you can do that were previously just not possible. And there's new, new ways of working, new business processes that are evolving, um, you know, just because of this new functionality. It's just, it's just a fabulous product. Now. And that, that's why people are, you know, oh, we need to look at this.
0: Yeah. And so what? what is our process then for getting customers onto the latest version of BC?
1: TMP process is really not just to look at the upgrade, but to look at your path to Evergreen. So Evergreen is our service where we keep you constantly up to date. So the, the new Microsoft release program is that every six months there's a major update to Business Central. So if you were to look at this in the old kind of upgrade analogy of upgrading every three, five years, you're going to be like six versions out of date at at a minimum. So with Evergreen, basically what we do is we take your business central system, we fix any breaking issues or any issues that are in the upgrade, we give it back to you to test. And we do that every six months if you're on SaaS on BC Online. And I think that's the thing that that is really great about our upgrade process is that we're not just looking at a one-off upgrade we're looking at that, that this is going to resolve your upgrading issues on an ongoing basis.
0: And do we see this as obviously every six months these small smaller updates I hear people in the business calling them rather than upgrades so that because it's less of a severe change if you like do we see this version of Business Central as potentially the last major infrastructure change, i.e. we had Classic, then RTC, and now we move to Business Central in the form that it's in. Is this the last major infrastructure change that we think Microsoft might make?
1: I think you would need to be in Microsoft to answer that (laughs) definitively. But what I think is what Microsoft have acknowledged in this like if you think if you look at the principle of changing the programming language from Cal to AL, so what, what that means is that that code is now written as extensions of code. If you add fields into a table, they're extended, the table is extended. So the concept of creating a system or an environment um, and, and, a, and a solution that can be upgraded and can be more easily upgraded is is embedded now so i would see that that will continue so that that even if like the system and the solution will advance it will change it will get better like even you know the release that's just come out last month has some fantastic features like you can effectively do excel like pivot tables within business central like you know things that will 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 um just we, we we considered impossible before are now standard, and um, you can create tabs on on report pages like in Excel like format as well. So there there's there's some wonderful functionality, and that will evolve and it will get better. and And yes, there will be changes, but I think that that process of Microsoft have acknowledged, and uh, you know in in the new structure that that the business central product will be easily upgradable in the future.
0: I think that's Microsoft's big selling point to me. I mean, we talk about it within the business as well, but the fact that the integration between all of the Microsoft products, I mean, as you mentioned earlier, Brendan, you know, being able to to raise sales documents or, or whatever within Outlook and within Teams and then yep. even using Power Automate and, and Flows to do various things within Business Central. It's, it's unrivaled, I would say. Would you agree?
1: Absolutely. And, and just the, the, the volume of new features or functionality is, is almost overwhelming. It's like, you know, th- there's so many options. And the people, you know, talk in, in about, oh, I don't use all of the system. Nobody uses all of any system. But the thing is, if you get a little small piece of functionality, that can drive huge efficiency in your business. You know, it, it can make the, the fact that, that Teams users can now see business central data, that, that not just eliminates cost in a business, but now drives efficiencies. You can have salespeople on the road being able to access, oh, what's that customer balance and what invoices are outstanding without having to have a, team, a, a, a business central license. But it's not just the, the cost of the license, it's the fact that now you're creating that new functionality and that new business process that supports your business to, to thrive.
3: And I think it's also the way that they're doing the changes as well. Um, a lot of the, particularly the last version, you can see more and more of the changes have been user suggested. Um, Microsoft in previously with NAV updates, the upgrades. There was very little actual user interaction. It would come from the partners and maybe they would listen to the partners. But now the users are having direct um, a voice to actually Microsoft to say these are the things that we want. And then other users can vote for that. And that's a very, very powerful thing. Yes, Microsoft have control over the Microsoft ecosystem and integrating that. But some of the more sort of efficiency user changes in the actual application are coming directly from the users. Um, and that's showing that, you know, I think the Microsoft's investment in the product is, is really quite incredible um and that's what makes the product so so strong when we're talking about upgrading or even if we're going against other s- software and new implementations, you know the Microsoft strength in the Microsoft ecosystem that that's the thing that you know tends to win the day. Cara, in the conversations that you're having with customers
0: at the moment, do you find that their reasons for upgrading are different to they to how they were maybe a few years ago? I mean, obviously you've only been at TMP for a couple of years, but are those conversations different? I refer to the fact that we mentioned security earlier as, as an example. Yeah.
2: Is that like a key driving factor for for businesses? In the COVID world, I think there was, we saw it all in the news and the large people that were having cyber attacks and it was causing uh, a financial but burden to the business, but also from a, a lot of people were losing a lot of their data, a lot of their, they, were, they weren't able to access the system. So security has become front and foremost, to most conversations with most businesses so that's definitely a reason that i think is getting more and more traction when it comes to looking at upgrading there's also this the 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 side and the life cycle of the product which connects with the security but a lot of people it comes down to costs i think there's a lot of people that are looking at upgrading um and they're not really sure what that means it sounds very scary they're kind of looking for someone to help them understand what it's going to be and i i I think there's there's multiple different ways of how you can upgrade and how you can get to the evergreen world of business central where you're getting these regular automatic upgrades almost to to the product i think there's a lot of people they put it off for a long time um and they came to a point where they realized that they need to kind of do it because there's a lot of customers i'm talking to at the minute where their servers are kind of coming to end of life this year they know they need to spend money on looking at where they're going to host their old system and it's that's kind of a really good time to look at maybe we move to something like SaaS, where the hosting is included as part of the product itself similar to office 365 which most customers have these days so that's a really natural move when they're looking at upgrading because there's some customers have been telling me that it's costing them up to 80,000 pounds to look at getting a new server in and when you're looking at that sort of cost it you it's kind of makes sense to look at okay what else can I get from this that's not just a server can we also look at adding in new features and looking at how do we drive efficiencies and insights in the business with the software the erp software um alongside how do we make sure it's more secure because it's not just a server cost right there's also all of the the backups the security making sure that it's it, from a uh, the, the, the building side that you've got all the building costs that come with it as well. So there's a lot of costs that are involved in that. And I think one of the selling points, or one of the great points of SaaS, is that Microsoft are doing that for you. And Microsoft spend a hell of a lot of money to make sure that uh, their system is secure um, from a from a public cloud point of view. Um, so yeah, the the story is is mainly around costs and security.
1: Yeah, I think that that that's right, Carrie. The, the that I think Sheree mentioned earlier was around um, like the change and what happened during COVID. A lot of people's work um, arrangements now, a lot of people are working on a hybrid basis or even fully w- working from home. And where, where you're on-prem and your physical servers, you're responsible for your firewalls, you're responsible for your security. Now the challenge of bringing people you know, connecting remotely, you have multiple connections coming in. So now there's there's huge costs and, and risks that are associated with that. And when you're working with Business Central online, that just dissipates, it's gone, because you have your browser access, basically you have access from any device, mobile, 24 um, seven. So, so that that whole you know legacy infrastructure approach, it it works and there's a place for it still. Uh, it's it's not gone and the, and it it does suit certain businesses, but for a lot of businesses, BC Online just resolves so many issues that are now mainstream for us. So like we didn't we didn't think four or five years ago that people would be working from home and that we would have, you know, businesses with you know, hundreds of office-based roles that would be home-based that wouldn't be in a physical office where we could have them all connected with with cables to a server. Um whereas now they're they're all on on mobile devices.
0: Yeah. Brendan, do you what would you say about the cost of Business Central Online? Do you think it's well priced by Microsoft?
1: I I think it's very, very well priced. It's competitively priced. Um one of the 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 things that does happen is for, for when you're considering in an upgrade context, certain um, that there are certain offers and promotions that are relevant to certain customers, and this is another part of our our upgrade team that we have a huge expertise in trying to understand which promotion is right for you uh, or for 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 customer for our customers to make sure they get they get the best out of it, and there are. You know there are some offers that are, are more appropriate in certain circumstances. But I think the you know that when you consider the 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 costs of of infrastructure of, of servers as Cara was talking about, but also of, of hosting even even having private cloud like Azure costs are 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 very high and, and are increasing. I know within the group within the Node 4 group we have some very competitively priced Uh, colo um services but i think as a as a you know to get a five user a ten user system up and running it's it's so well priced
0: and what about um system performance is there any downside to being on business central online when it comes to performance for example a retailer who experiences extremely high demand during black friday and and lesser so during the rest of the year
1: I think that that's a, that's quite a complex one. So retailers are you know the systems that they would need um are are quite unique. So very often we would process you know in our in our retail um, team, we would have solutions with for example, Ls retail, where we might have a physical on-prem database for the point of sale or in in a store so that you can cope with. You know, masses of of um, transactions on a per location basis, and then aggregate them later offline when when that peak goes. In in Business Central, in in more normal businesses, which would still have have peaks of traffic. That the great thing is that Microsoft constantly manages the environment for you. So we have we have a very concept, comprehensive range of telemetry that we can you know can support that. But Microsoft have standard tools where if you, and and, you know, one of the things about, about Business Central is it's a subscription service, so you can add 100 users this month. So obviously, if your instance needs 100 more users processing data, you need a bigger resourcing on your infrastructure, that automatically gets applied. If you don't need it, and let's say you don't need those users next month, then, Business Central will scale to to suit. You don't have to worry about that piece. But but that's I think in the earlier versions we talked about, you know, some of the early versions of Business Central there was there was some, you know, bizarre situations where if you had a large number of users you, you didn't get much performance if you had a small number of users you did. So the they're all resolved now.
0: Brendan, do you have a favorite upgrading story from your time at TMP?
1: Well, all my upgrade stories are my favourites, um, but one of the one of the upgrades that we've done recently that I, I like to to tell other you know other customers about is a business called PayPoint, and um, I suppose everybody has has heard of PayPoint, but they're they're an extremely successful business. But what what they did, which was and um, that there were so many good things they did in in the in the project to upgrade to business central the key ones they they that they did in the project were to have people involved in a very hands-on basis in the project so it wasn't that they said oh you know tmp here you go you do the project it's like yes we, we want to work on this with you so what that did was it made sure that the, the costs were lower, so because they did anything that was appropriate or, or that they had the resources or, or skills to do, they could deliver themselves. But they were also fully engaged at all times. They were available for, for, the, for the project. And it meant that the, the project was delivered successfully on time and in budget. But there were no issues. It was a very relaxed, easygoing project, where, you know, if you, if you look at in 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 some businesses, I know in in my distant past, I've looked, you know, I've been involved in upgrade projects where there were like bundles of stress, and and very often that that stress is out of where, where people are not engaged, and and I think the the pay point upgrade project was. The, the key thing about it was that that engagement on with our team and with their team it was as if that they were working on our team and we were working in theirs that's it was completely seamless
3: seems like a great story of collaboration though. yeah the thing the one that i quite uh, quite like a lot, uh, a lot is um one of the customers that Um, has been using uh, now were on 2009 and they didn't really know what their product was doing. They were only really using financials and inventory Um, and they knew there was a service module in there, but they weren't really sure what it was, you know, what it could do. And um, the users, it was, there was, didn't know how to use the system. The system was quite clunky. There was some development in there. Um, from days gone by because the users that were there at the business weren't actually um, actually the ones who implemented it. Um, So there was a conversations around, actually, do we try and, you know, sweat NAV 2009 a little bit more, utilize the service module, or do we just um, have a look at some of the benefits of of BC SaaS and and make the jump? And the customer decided, despite the cost, that there was actually real benefit for them of just um, taking hold of some of their processes doing an internal review of how they wanted to work and um, and trying to map that against standard business central. Um, so we left behind their old NAV 2009 system. There was a bit of a hesitation with users. Some of them the ones that did know how the system would work wanted to replicate that inside Business Central. But our sort of day in the life 2.0 process really meant that we could focus on um you know what Business Central did as standard and how we could really um, reimagine the way that their business could work. Using Business Central. So the idea is that they map their processes against Business Central. So they meant that. Uh, they ended up with a really uh, quite a standard system. They uh, not only utilized um, the modules that we were using before more efficiently, but they were able to use things like service management, um, implement some Power BI, um, and there's further conversations on how to kind of extend further to Power Platform like Power Power Portals um, and other kind of technology going forward. But overall, it was a project that came in uh, a day and a half under budget uh, with very, very happy users. And, um, you know, they continue to invest in the platform on making things more efficient rather than actually feeding money into into old tech and, and patchworking um, development, as we say, sort of a lipstick on a pig. Um, it was very much taking Business Central and utilising that. They're also on an evergreen platform, so every six months um, they get access to the the new features on Business Central, um, which means that they're constantly sort of looking at how they can utilise some of those new new features going forward.
0: Very nice story. Um, Cara, off the back of Cherie's story, what i got from that was that staying as close to standard bc as possible is is the best route do you think that's
2: an accurate thing to say it definitely makes it easier when it comes to especially on the sas model where you get the minor updates every month and the major ones every six months it definitely makes it easier um, to manage it from making sure that the product is being updated you have less issues um i would say that if, if for example something doesn't um Match or compile with the latest version. Although we do have the evergreen service that supports it, it is more complex. Um, the more customizations that you do to it, the way that we normally approach projects is we try and start with standard first, and then we look at trying not to reinvent the wheel. If there's a product out there that does what the requirements are and um, that already exists, then that's the solution. We'll go down. There's some f- fabulous p- partners that we work with: like Continia or Jet Reports. Um, or different um, handheld solutions like Tasklet or Mobile Nav. Um, if they if that's the right solution, we that's that, rather than reinventing the wheel, we will use that. And then after that, if there isn't anything on the market and there isn't a standard feature, then we will look at developing. But we try to utilise uh, the standard and also the third parties as much as possible. The other thing I would say around standard features is. If you start customizing and changing your system to something that's not familiar with the standard, there's less and less materials for training. So Microsoft do a fabulous job at creating lots and lots of material on how to use the product, um, obviously the standard product. And should you have new users that come in and you maybe want to do some training, you can either use the Microsoft or some of our training, which looks at standard. And the further away you get from standard, the harder it is, or I guess the more responsibility you have of making sure that you're your training materials are up to date to so that they can learn the product
1: Bridget. yeah i think that that's really an important point car that the in in the past people would you know because nav was was such an easy product to write code in somebody would say oh this is my product or this is my process sorry internally and they would w- we would write the code you know that they wanted specifically for, for their business The reality with Business Central now is that it's constantly updating. So it's going to update from the process that's embedded in Business Central now. So if your process is radically different in your business to what Business Central is doing, the first thing, and we do this in in our consulting on projects, we we get you to question your process and say, well, why are you different to what, you know, that how uh, many 100,000 users there are in Business Central. And if if you can change your process to suit the, what's already embedded in Business Central, then your upgrade path is going to be easier. Your future processes are going to get better, because Microsoft will build on that. Whereas even if we write the code, and sometimes the, we do need to write specific code, because it's in extensions, we still can upgrade it, but it means you're gone off on a slight tangent then from what what Microsoft and what Business Central is doing and what the world of Business Central users are doing as as processes.
2: It's also one of the things that you can see a lot of customers are coming to us when they're thinking about upgrading. The number one thing they say to me is I want to become as out of the box as possible. They They started on that train of getting development and more and more development, and especially on the older systems where everything's a little bit like a Frankenstein system because everything's in one where obviously now everything's separated as extensions, that becomes buggy as well. You start to having issues from that side. So the first thing that every customer says to me when, they t- when they're talking about an upgrade, especially on older systems, is I want to be as out of the box as possible. I want to be as standard as possible. It's maybe not always the case. And you, sometimes you have to try and understand what they mean by out of the box. But um, that, I- that is a big that a lot of customers are realising that that's kind of the direction of travel now. That's the, the path of least resistance, I guess, for managing the system longer term.
3: I think also, but just to add to that, I think because of the extension technology development and, you know, it is less scary than it was before. People aren't getting into these these situations where they're creating a system which if they develop the heck out of it, they can't upgrade it anymore. With extensions, it's still, yes, better to stay as standard as possible, but we don't need to be completely scared of development as we were before. There is a way to do it. If it's justified and there's a reason to do it, there's going to be some development in most customer systems. It's just making sure that we rationalise that. Um, and when we do it, we do it properly so that it is as easily upgradable as possible. But yes, standard is best, but um, the word development shouldn't be as as scary as it was before. Thank you all so much for joining me. So thanks to Brendan, Cara
0: and Sharif for this amazing chat around upgrading. Nice to have you all here. Thanks, yeah. Beth. That was great. <laughs> Thank you, Beth. And we will catch you on the next podcast.